this man is obviously upset. And so he decides to go and talk to his son about it. So he walks up to his son and he says, Johnny, I got to ask you a question. Am I really that bad of a dad? I'm tired of everyone telling me I'm a poor father. So I thought I would just come and clear the air and I would come and talk to you. Johnny, come on. Am I really that bad of a father? Dad, how many times do I have to tell you? My name is Paul. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, everybody. Hey, we are going to be putting out the podcast a day early on Sunday because Sunday is actually Father's Day. And you know, Happy Life Studios is the official podcast of the holidays. So we decided to put one out on the actual holiday itself, Father's Day. Uh, you're road tripping with Steve-O today, but I have a special treat for you because I'm road tripping. Um, I was able to get a podcast with Joe McCarthy from our brother's studio down here in Southern California, Mojo Studios. I was able to do an interview with him at this outside Arboretum. It was just absolutely beautiful. We actually have this on video too, so you could check it out on YouTube if you want to see how gorgeous the the surroundings were. But uh, Dad, we just want to say that you are flossom, so don't quit and always surrender. What? What? Huh? Just listen to the podcast, and you'll it'll make sense by the time we're done. Trust me. Listen to the podcast. You'll be happy you did. And by the way, this just isn't for fathers either. It's for really everybody can get something out of this podcast. So why not listen and then share it with other father figures that you may have in, in your life? Maybe even get together with them or do a barbecue with them and listen to the podcast with them. And as you're listening to it, just continually remind those father figures, those dads in your life, what they meant to you. Anyway, let's get to it. Happy Father's Day, everybody. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. I am here with Joe from our brother studio, Mojo Studios, down in Orange County. And I'm just down here in Southern California, and I called you up and said, hey, do you mind if we do a podcast together? And you said... Of course. And where are we at right here? So here we are. We are in the middle of the Arboretum on the campus of Cal State Fullerton in Fullerton, California. And right across from where you work, you work just a couple blocks from here. So you often come here for lunches or for to, you know to take a you know your lunch break or whatever you come around here to just get a little bit of I mean it's a beautiful place. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a ridiculous amounts of foliage and flora and fauna and whatever other f words I can't use on video. <laughs> but That's a, out here too. <laughs> yeah. But it's a beautiful place to to get away from the routine and uh, get connected with the God of creation. Yeah, because your 
your workplace, you work at a college campus, not Cal State Fullerton, but right across the street. So it's always buzzing, has all sorts of, so the dichotomy, if that's the right word here, to be that and just a few blocks away from right here, you would know that there's a, there's a college just wrapped around this place, but there's, it's just so cool to have all that and yet this peace and this quiet right here. Well, it's nice to have uh, an oasis, right? Oftentimes we go through life uh, with so much flurry and activity and distractions that just having a place where you can be alone with your thoughts and your prayers and get grounded literally and metaphorically is super helpful. And it feels to me like we've missed a lot of that today. Like even our parents used to go on Sunday drives and we hated it because we have to get in the car. Why are we going on a Sunday drive? But now maybe just because I'm older, but I love a good drive in the car. Like you just, you drive and you have nowhere to go. You find some little dive of a place to go buy a soda in or you go to a whatever. It's, it's that, what do you say to get rid of all the flurry and all the, you know, first you had fauna and flora and now you got flurry and right. dude, we got, we got something going here, but we'll, we'll stop with the F words just right there because you don't know where we're going to end up. But, but really, I think, I feel like we've kind of missed that. I don't feel like we have as much, like you are just blocks away, work blocks away from here. You don't have to walk over here, but you do because you know how important it is to rest. Yeah. And it's not, it's very underrated, I would say. And I think the invitation for all of us, Steve, is to to step out of the rat race, as we call it, and to do what's good for our soul, and that's to be still. But you know, as I do, as a man, as a father, yeah. uh, there's this pressure, pressure that sometimes comes from within us, the voices that we've been taught, the way we're conditioned, that if we're not doing something, then we're lazy or yeah. we're worthless or unproductive, yeah. whatever those negative words are, when that isn't really true. Yeah. And I think a lot of that pressure is put upon all of us as human beings, but there's a lot of pressure that even we put on ourselves as men. And this is Father's Day. Uh, this is a Father's Day podcast. I don't know if we'll be able to get it out on actual Sunday. That's my goal. But this is Friday right before. So who knows if I'll get it edited in time. But I think that's perfect for Father's Day. I feel like we put all this pressure on ourselves that we have to go, 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 go. In fact, I'm down here and I'm, I'll be speaking on Father's Day. And that's the thing I'm going to talk about. I'm going to quote Ignacio. You know who Ignacio is, right? <laughs> Saint Ignacio? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Well, kind of. Nacho Libre, Ignacio. Nacho Libre, right. that Ignacio. It's their 17th anniversary of Nacho Libre. I can't believe it's been out that long. But he always says in the movie, take it easy, right? And I feel like we don't take it easy enough. That's why I think this is such a great idea for Father's Day is that we already put enough pressure on ourselves. We already see our flaws. But I feel like, I think we oftentimes feel guilty and we, we portray that on God, like God is angry at us or that, you know, we're, we're failures or whatever. But I think God is more like, is more like Nacho Libre. He was saying, take it easy, because I think that's a huge key in life is we got to take it easy on ourselves as well as just in life and get away from all the flurry and, and relax. Well, just even as you said that phrase, take it easy, it's an, it's a gift. It's an offering. Take it Easy. easy. As we've heard, you know, a thousand times in our lives, take it or leave it. I think God is is inviting us to take some time away from all of the activity and the productivity and the, the goal setting and the drive and the determination and the discipline, all that stuff that we hear all the time, constantly, again, sometimes within our own heads and sometimes from from the outside world and sometimes both. And realize that there's a very important part of Scripture, of Jesus himself, 
who would intentionally get away from yeah. all of the activity, the ministry, the the job, yeah. right, to connect with his father. And I think this, our father on Father's Day is is offering this gift, saying, take it easy. Because we feel like to take it in today's society, especially on America, you got to grab it. And we're even taught that way. Grab it. Are you kicking butt today? You know, that's a nice way to say it, right? They're always taking names and, you know, uh, all this stuff. It's all hard. Like, go grab it. Go get it for yourself. Dream your dream. And there's nothing wrong with, right, that, that I don't know if I call it aggressive, but that going after it. But there's something about taking it easy. We don't have to make life as hard as we do. We get, when we slow down, I think that's when we realize that we, that's when we start to take it easy and life becomes more easy. I, I, one thing I'm going to say this weekend is, you know, take it easy, take God seriously, Mm. but take yourself seriously and nothing comes easy. Wow. Say that again. It's so good. Take it easy, take God seriously, but take yourself seriously and nothing comes easy. Mm. And dad, sometimes I feel like we just put so much pressure on ourselves to be bigger, better, stronger, faster. And and truth, you, you came up with a word a while back called flossom. Can you talk about that a second? Yeah, well, it dawned on me that so much of my life I have been striving for perfection. And by not seeing perfection in my life, not be being perfect, there's all this judgment that goes with that. And regret and remorse and shame and despair, all those things, when I realized the Bible is very clear that we've all sinned, right? So I'm trying to be something that the Bible's already clearly stated. And if you don't believe in the Bible or God or sin, everyone, I think, would agree that we all have flaws. Sure. We're all broken some way or another, right? We all have brokenness in us. None of us are perfect. Yeah. Well, even the word sin, which is kind of a loaded religious right. term. A lot right? of people use that. In yeah. Very, yeah. But, the, but the, the root of the word sin just comes from an archery term that means that when you shot the arrow, you didn't hit dead center bullseye. So when the people are keeping score, you know, from a distance before it was digitized, they'd put up a flag and it was called sin only because you didn't nail it right in the mark. Well, that's pretty easy for me to admit. The things that I do, I don't always hit it dead right. center, dead in the mark. In fact, in fact, I don't know about you, but I rarely, <laughs> rarely. hit it dead center in the mark. You exactly. Know? But that's okay. We right. all have... Flaws, right? We all have flaws, right? We, we are, none of us are perfect. And, but I, again, rather than that being a judgment, it's just a realization of the fact that we are imperfectly perfect, I like to say. Ooh, that what does that mean? Imperfectly perfect. So we all do have our strengths and weaknesses. People are willing to admit that, but they still want to be perfect. In fact, our flaws are simply the other side of the coin of our strengths. Our weaknesses are nothing more than the other side showing that there is strength to that, Right. If you got really big plus, you have a really big minus. Every coin has heads or tails. The point is you can't look at heads and tails at the same time on any coin. You can't do it, right? It's either one or the other. And so we often flip that coin over and we look at our weaknesses and never realize that we are perfectly imperfect. Is that what it is that I do it wrong? Perfectly imperfect, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, so it's okay that we have flaws because we have strengths too. Dad, you have strengths too. Of course you have flaws. I have flaws. We all have flaws. But we're perfectly imperfect which makes us awesome it really does i mean you think about the human body you think about us becoming fathers you think about being human beings right you think about the tractor that is coming behind us perfectly we, imperfect it, it, it is timing it's, it's, is everything it's life it is. because we what's funny is we have waited for about a half hour this tractor came just a little bit ago and was doing some work behind us. And she was there for 45 minutes, half hour, something like that. And we waited for her to leave. And then she finally left. <laughs> and now here she comes back. But as you said, Steve, 
Isn't that perfect? It's Father's Day, so we get some tractor rolling right exactly. through the video. I was like, we should have done that when the tractor was here because, men, we love tractors, machines, arr, you know, all that type of stuff. Arr. But that's life. I mean, life is perfectly imperfect, yeah. right? Yep. So when you put flaws and awesome together, you got your word. Yeah, flossom, right. Well, I think it's a, it's a very healthy for us to embrace our flossomness, that flaws don't make us invaluable. It doesn't right. make us you know, inept. It doesn't make us stupid. Flaws are part of our humanity. And in yeah. fact, it's in our weakness, Paul says, that our strength is made perfect. Well, how is that? Because we're connected to the one who made us, who knows everything about us, who knows every flaw, every weakness, and loves us unconditionally anyway. That's how I can really understand flossom, that flossom doesn't make me less valuable, right? Flossom makes me perfectly imperfect yeah. in the eyes of the one who made me. Yeah. When you see a baby, you realize how awesome a baby is. That doesn't change just because they put on 40, 50, 60, 70 years, 10 years. That doesn't change. It may seem like it sometimes, or we may feel like it sometimes, but we're still that awesome creation that we were when we were a baby. We just put years on, and we just see our brokenness a lot more. But a baby is pretty broken. A baby <laughs> can't do anything on its own, right? Right. Except breathe and go to the bathroom and, and eat, right? Even that they need help with, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're still as awesome as you were when you were just that little baby that people would swoon over and say, man, that, you know, that baby is pretty cool. And so are you. You're awesome. Even though you have flaws, you are perfectly imperfect. So you are flossom. Flossom. And, and there's nothing wrong with your flaws. They show that you have strengths. And, man, if we had strengths without flaws, and, of course, we got to work on our flaws. We want to be better at that. But I can't imagine what someone look. We all know the people that don't think they have flaws. You know, I, I'm not. No one's perfect. I made a mistake once. I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. Right. <laughs> right. We, but the people that really don't see that they have flaws, nobody likes to hang out with those people. Right. Because they're like. You don't admit the weakness, the brokenness you have, and they become very egotistical. They're, they're mean to other people. There's something about flaws that make us livable, that make us live inable, <laughs> that make us lovable. I mean, flaws are a very important part of our character. In fact, that's what builds our character. Yeah, so the picture that comes to my mind, Steve, is this Japanese art called Kintsugi. And for those who haven't heard of it, it's K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. I think I dated her in college. <laughs> Kintsugi. You might have. <laughs> I've had that. Isn't that cabbage you put in the, in the underground? <laughs> Kintsugi is a, a Japanese art form where when a beautiful, value, invaluable piece of artwork, a ceramic vase or something like that, oh, that's falls right. and breaks yes. and shatters. Into thousands of pieces. Thousands of pieces. They don't sweep the pieces up and throw them away. And say, that's and, too bad. That was a nice piece of art. Right. And now it's worthless, right? They don't think that. What they do is they have artists, the art of Kintsugi is to put those pieces back together. What they do is they seam them together with like a precious metal, like gold or silver or platinum. So it is the same vase as before. Only better. They think it's better because now it's created a unique pattern that no other vase could ever have. Because you break two vases, they'll never break the same. So now the pattern of the brokenness becomes part of the beauty and it actually becomes more valuable. Because you've got gold or silver or copper or whatever running through the veins of that thing. Exactly. If you see the pictures, if you Google Kintsugi, it, it really touches me way down deep inside to represent how God must see us. That even when we've we're messed up, we've shattered, we're broken, he doesn't sweep us up and throw us out painstakingly puts us together and I like to say that that precious metal between the pieces is the blood of his son and the pattern you know shows yes that we are flossom and even more valuable than than when we were born and, and the blood of his son obviously means when 
when God sent his son to earth and he died in the form of Jesus so that we could be forgiven of our sins for when we miss the mark, for when our flaws show up, he makes us flossom. But that blood, what it really represents is the love of God. Yes, exactly. And when somebody loves you and they take your broken pieces and they put it together, you're more valuable. If my wife never saw my weakness and she loved me, it'd be no big deal. I'd be spending all my time trying to not let her see my brokenness. Right, right. right? Yeah, it makes but, you insecure. Right. Yeah. But when you marry somebody, when you live close to somebody, for they're going to start seeing your weaknesses. Yeah. When they see your weaknesses and they still put you back together, they still love on you, that's more valuable to me. I love the fact that my wife still loves me when I've given her plenty of reason not to. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's the most secure place in the world for any of us is when someone who knows us the best loves us the most. They don't discard us because of exactly. X, Y, Z flaws. They realize that's part of who we are. That's so, who, yeah. so it makes us unique, right? So our flaws actually can make us more valuable when we have love involved in that whole yeah, right. mix. Yeah, when we're held together by love, exactly. So you came up with flossom. I want to tie this into something else that you say. Ready? Okay, I'll start it. You finish it. All right. Okay, never give up. Always surrender. Yes. That doesn't make sense, does it? It's like saying we're flossom. We have flaws, but we're awesome. It also doesn't make sense to go never give up, always surrender. What in the world do you mean by that? Well, most of us were raised in a culture that says never give up, never surrender. You know, you just you, you go until you die. Remember the Alamo, on and on and on the stories go, uh, even if it kills you. But I think there's a spiritual principle here that God requires us, invites us to partner with him in whatever it is that he's doing in us and through us, but that in our weakness, his strength is perfected, which that means that we give over the outcomes, right, into God's hands, where we we surrender what we think should be happening, when it should be happening, how it should be happening, into the one who knows much better than we do anyway. So we continue to do our part, where we're responsible for the effort, but we allow, we surrender the outcomes into God's right. hands. So when we see the floss in this, when we see our brokenness, when we meet Kent Suji, right, and we take her out on a date or whatever, <laughs> and she loves us despite our brokenness, in fact, makes us even even better, right, then we don't give up. But if all we see is that broken vase that's on the floor, I mean, who was the first person that came up with that idea, right? His yeah. name is probably Kent Sushi. Who knows? But <laughs> Kent Sushi. Yeah. Kent, Kent Sushi. <laughs> Kent Sushi. I can't either. I don't like sushi, but, right? But whoever thought of that first, and all of a sudden, I can see why it hit on. But when, you, when you, you look at your life, the older I get, the more brokenness I see in me. And, you know, your kids start getting older and you start, you know, they struggle and you start seeing all the ways that, you know, you failed them or you just feel like you just, you know, you drop the ball. You drop the vase. Yes. You know, right. it's easy to quit. But when you realize that the love, that's what helps make your kids. That's what mm-hmm. helps make your relationship with your kids, with your, with your friends, with your spouse, your family, that whole thing. When you see that that brokenness could be turned into a kent sushi, right? right. I'm going to say it wrong every time. But <laughs> love it. when you see that, then all of a sudden you don't quit. Yeah. But you also have to surrender and realize, I can't put myself back together again. I need somebody to come alongside with love and put me together with love and help me do this thing with love because it's all about that connection and dad no matter how good or bad of a dad you've been you still love your kids you've always loved your kids stress might have gotten in the way things might have happened none of us did things right we all see our flaws but realize that's part of the whole picture you are flossom so never give up always surrender yeah you know another part of that's really important to me is understanding that when my kids see my limitations my flaws, my mistakes, 
it actually can point them to the perfect father, the heavenly yeah. father who, who will never fail them, you know, who will never leave them. Do I want to do that? No, it's not my intention. But what my kids don't, but what my kids are looking for isn't for my perfection, but my presence, mm. just being with them right. in all of my flaws, in all of my weaknesses, and, and understanding that wherever I have failed, I have to surrender the outcome, which is my kids, yeah. into the hands of the one who can, right. can right. make something beautiful out of brokenness. And surrender your brokenness to somebody that you can trust, that loves you to help put that with their love. They put it back together, and now you're even more valuable than before. And you see that even the whole concept of the insincere right sincere didn't that mean like the crack in the pottery that they would you know what i'm talking about i don't with that? okay no. it has something to do with when a pottery got a crack in it they would take wax and they would this is back in the day but they would i'm probably butchering this like i am kent sushi but um <laughs> they would take wax and they would put it into the in the, in the crack so you couldn't see it and they paint over it right but if you held the the pottery up to the sun you could see the sun coming through the crack and you realize it was insincere it mm. wasn't complete it was it was broken that's different. They're trying to cover up the cracks. Right, and a right. lot of us like to take wax and cover up the cracks. But you can see right through it. When the light is turned on, you can see kids right, can see right, through, right it. through it. Right. Yeah. But when we embrace our flaws and someone else comes along and helps us put together, Kit Suchi, whatever, <laughs> Suture, Susie, whatever her name is, when, when they put that base together, we're not trying to hide the flaws anymore. We admit, wait a minute, I have flaws and I'm awesome. I'm flossing. So never give up. Always, Always surrender. surrender. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. It's not the same. You can not you cannot quit and still surrender. There's nothing wrong with surrendering and saying, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I need help. That is not weakness. That is strength. And I think it's very important to clarify that surrender doesn't mean quit. Surrender means to give over, right? Oh, that's good. You never give up. You keep keep the effort, but you give over, you surrender the outcomes the grace into God's hands. So it's not I quit. It's that I move on, but I'm in a higher power now. I've given it over to someone yeah. who knows better than I do. Right on. Right on. Well, thanks, Joe. Once again, you throwing out the mojo. Mojo man is throwing out the wisdom. I love the things that you were saying there. You are flossom. Don't give up. Always surrender. Right? Dads, don't give up. Always surrender. You are Awesome. Anything else you want to say to the dads out there? Yeah, well, the last thing I want to say is that we want more than anything is we want to connect with our spouse. We want to connect with our children. And it's in the points of weakness where we find our humanity, our commonality, and that we connect. So that Kintsuji metaphor even works to show that in the cracks, in the flaws, that's where we understand each other. That's where we connect. And one of my, my friend Pete said, and just think of this, if one of the pieces is missing, or several still are, you put the light inside that vase, that's where the light shines through, and so people can see the light. Right. So even right. in our flaws, with the pieces missing, we're a work in progress, you know, until we're in God's presence, it's, it's always going to be that way. But even where the pieces are missing, uh, we can shine the light of God's grace and yep. love right yep. through those holes so others can see yep. Him as well. In fact, Joe and I kind of have this little competition thing going. We can never end. Someone always has to have the last word because one of us I say something and it'll always spark something else. But I started to think of something else when you were saying that. What if this vase, this vessel that we're talking about really is us and our kids and our spouse and those that are around us? So you have all these individual vessels that just sitting there. You've got your children. You've got your spouse, your partner. You've got your friends, your workplace or whatever, right? Those that are close to you were all vessels. How do they come together? You can't just super glue them or time around to make them one vessel. They all have to break. Duct tape. 
Duct tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a podcast right there, duct tape. Right. But seriously, when, when my vessel breaks, but then my kid's vessel breaks, and, and we've always been there when our kids, you know, when their vessel broke, and we'd help them put it together. But when we're all broken and we realize it and we allow ourselves to, to we surrender ourselves to each other, now we make a vessel with all of us that's got love going through all the cracks and now we're all great big huge one family or one vessel or I mean what a beautiful concept where I was just my own man there for a while I was just my own vessel I was a good and then I got broken I'm like whatever happened here but then the people around me my children my wife the you know, your spouse whatever your when they break God puts together this vessel that's even more beautiful than before with all of our broken pieces. And I think when we embrace our flaws and we surrender them to the love of other people that we, and through trust and, and, and to God, and boy, what a beautiful thing that does. So you are flossing, and that's nothing wrong with that. You are flossing. So are you, Joe. <laughs> As you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Base.